There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Rose. I'm Desmond. I'm I'm Kern. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us today from Screen Addicts, Chris. Hello. Another Chris. Chris is will Chris. rain one yeah. day. There's two of us, so our opinions matter more than the rest of it. That's right. Uh, but if you no, disagree, no, no, Chris, 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 you're you're Chris, and he's Chris. <laughs> you're Chris. 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 Oh, Chris. 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 Are you one of those Chris's with a K? That I am. I am off. indeed. I am indeed. Hey, my parents were His stoners. parents thought it was going to be a girl. <laughs> my parents were stoners, and they're like, let's screw this kid's life up. <laughs> Right off the bat. <laughs> Put an F in there instead of a PH, too, yeah. while we're at it. Yeah. Oh, nice. <sighs> yeah, when I, when I was little, I did. I always liked to break my, da- my name down to Chris. Whoa. Chris Top Her. <laughs> yeah. The story I like to break my dick. <laughs> yeah. Your audio broke for a second. It's like, when I was little, I liked to break my dick. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, bro. <laughs> Oh no! What kind of show? But no judgment here. If that's what you're into, Come, yeah, coming in with a bang. Seventeen yeah. rating got put know. on this real quick. So anyway, he's from the Screen Addicts. They're another local nerdy podcast. They do movie reviews. Tell them a little bit about your show. Where they can find you, Sobra. Um. Well, what we do on Screen Addicts is uh, we're more of a countdown podcast. Me and my three buddies, my two buddies, uh, we've been a like best friends since high school, watching movies together. And uh, basically, we pick a theme every week, and we run down our top three favorites. And I'm usually the girly one, and I, I, they make fun of me because I have a mad love for loving basketball. Hey, man, I, I already told you how I feel about that. I mean, I respect the fact that you guys have a measure of manliness on your show. But... Yeah, those those other two guys are, are a little bit more the cinephiles than I am, but I bring in the 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 normalcy of what <laughs> regular people watch. Well, that's good, right? You need that. Yeah. Yes, so. indeed. Takes all types. That's that's, that's <laughs> our motto here. Um, so just to kick it off, did you guys see the Inhumans photos? No, I didn't. I didn't see. Yes, that. I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll talk about them. Tell us. Explain them to us. Tell us about them. I don't, here's the thing. If I had seen them, I would have said, there's some people, and some of them look inhuman, and that'd be my entire reaction, okay? So me not seeing them... Actually, they all, they all look very human. I don't know, who, I don't know anything about the inhumans, okay. so I would, have, I would have had no input, even if I'd seen the pictures. Uh, Chris, other Chris, what, what, <laughs> what, did, what did you think? Um, dude, I think they're trying too hard now. Like, everything yeah. is just... <laughs> They everybody wants to go above and beyond, and now with the, these new pictures coming out, I'm just like, you know, calm down. <laughs> my my main thing was that wig on Medusa is ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's. Now I gotta that's that. uh, yeah. Kurt, did you see the wig? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and that's what I was saying. You know, y'all were saying, do they look inhuman? And I was like, no, they actually all look very human. Um, but uh, yeah, and her boobs look weird. Also, 
weird Cur- boobs. T- 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 <laughs> care weird, what matters. Weird. Wait, are her boobs snakes too? No, her hair's not snakes either. She has a real no, it's not. regular like the- air, and it's just a bad wig. Also, do you guys ever watch a uh, Hell on Wheels? On mm-hmm. AMC, did y'all ever watch that? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Wasn't that the one that's like in the Old West? Yeah. I watched like Common one episode in it. Had in it. Common in it. Yeah. Okay, so the main dude. The episode I the, saw was really good. The main dude in it is playing Black Bolt, Anthony oh, okay. Mountain. Okay. I wanted him to be Ghost Rider, but now he's being uh, Black Bolt. He looks horrible as Black <laughs> Bolt. I'm sorry. <laughs> one, he doesn't have a mask, and why is he wearing like a biker jacket? He looks like Ghost Rider. Mm. Looks like one of the Ghost Racers. From the last comic they did, I just I can't get behind it. That that's 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 my two cents. I agree, they're trying too hard. They it's tall, but it has uh, the guy from Rogue One, the, the forces with him. He's oh, one of the forces. Wow. Good, good for them. <laughs> good yeah. for that guy. It also has oh, uh, what's his name uh, from uh, Game of oh, Thrones? Theon uh, Great Greyjoy. Oh yeah, because yeah, we need more yeah. of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so you can shake wieners at people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's this podcast has had way too much penis in it already. Man, just, it has. I have breaking news. Right. I'm going to go ahead and tell my breaking news right now. Break it. Break that news. Break it out. They're going to be rebooting Hellboy. What? Woo! Who's going to play Hellboy? Directed by Neil Marshall, who's direct, who directed The Descent and he's directed Game of Thrones, and playing Hellboy, David Harbor from. Stranger Things, the cop. Yeah, no. No. Nope. I'm like, this isn't good. And they're like, but it's going to be a rated R reboot. I'm like, they could have made a rated R sequel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know why. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you like, the, That's do you not like good. the Hellboys, the original? I've never seen Hellboy. I do. What? I'm, I don't know why I haven't seen Hellboy. I do. <laughs> I need it's to. pretty st- good. Here's the thing. It's on my list, okay? I have a long list of movies and games that I'm trying to get cut it's up. It's Ron Perlman, man. Like I still need to so see. in like five years, we can recap Chris's uh, take on. Uh, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he'll watch it finally. Yeah. <laughs> Other Chris, did you like Hellboy? Uh, the first one. I like the first one. I can't. That's <laughs> why I said the original. Yeah. The second one is kind of iffy. I, I get why I didn't get a sequel, but mm-hmm. still, it's very cool. Nazis, sand mummies, sand Nazi mummies. Yeah. Come yeah. On. That all sounds fantastic. Oh, who, I love. Who do you think I'll, would win a fight between that? Uh, that like that sand, the dude with all the mechanical stuff, right? Uh, his swords are like one of the GI Joe ninjas. Oh, Storm Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storm Shadow, I would say would lose. Snake, Snake Eyes? Eyes would win. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. both of them. Snake Eyes is a freaking bad A man. He's like my favorite GI Joe. Mm, Iron Knife, but yeah, yeah, I like no. Wild Bill, Snake the helicopter pilot as well. <laughs> We can have a whole yeah, show about it. Probably, like, let's not probably do like freaking fumbles also. Let's, let's not do that. Well, let's not do Well, I mean, I, I have like half the 80s collection downstairs. I'm like, let's, in the box, I'm like, let's not let's not go there. Because I can, I can quote some of the cards off the back, I think, right now still. Uh, me and Joey from So Wizard, he shares all the photos. And I'm like, oh, I used to have that when we talk about it for 20 minutes. And realize we're old. <laughs> or I do. I don't think he does. Uh, also, the Defenders, since the last time we were on the air. Yeah. Here's... My take on the Defenders trailer. On the trailer. On the trailer. It could have just been them walking down the street together, and I would be just as excited as seeing that trailer. Like, I mean, I didn't need to see them fighting, even though it was cool. I didn't need to see, like, any kind of the story set up. I didn't need Stick in the trailer. I feel like Stick is going to be, like, their Zordon. Okay. <laughs> like, I, have to he, I guess he might actually fight show. with them, too. But, like, I was like, okay, I've been excited for this. Because I've liked every single one of them. I feel, and I, I was reading, somebody was saying Doc Jessica Jones was the worst one, and I was like... That was me. <laughs> I mean, like, it was an article, not just a person, but like, <laughs> um, 
I like all of the Marvel series up to now. And I, I think Iron Fist is probably my favorite of the series. Yeah. Followed by Daredevil, mm-hmm. then Iron Fist, or uh, then Luke, Luke Cage, Cage, then Jessica Jones. Yeah. But I still think Jessica Jones is good. So seeing them all together, I'm excited about it. And I can't wait for uh, what's her name to ask him to come over and help move furniture. I, I still, oh, I still think that's how they're going to come together. She's going to be like, you're all strong. Come move my furniture. She's actually a night nurse. <laughs> yeah, Claire. But it's not night nurse yet. Oh, man. That's all I want. Well, this would be a good time to mention I'm on trailer embargo, so I have no idea what the hell the trailer looks like. It's it's pretty general. Like, it kind of gives you an idea of, like, you know, the hand being the thing they're fighting hand. And Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver's in it. Um, nice. She's a bad guy. She has some line where she says, like, the more connections you have, the easier it'll be to take you down or something like that. No. Um, but I'm like, all right. She looks pretty I'm, badass. There could have just been no trailer. I still would have watched it like the day. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much why I've st- I'm on trailer embargo for yeah. everything, not just in. Not just I movies. just realized I spend so much time watching movies as it is. I'm not going to not see them because yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I know what. I've already. I buy my tickets like a month in advance. There's yeah. no way. Else. Well, and watching trailers is like gambling. You don't know if you're going to get just enough to be like excited about it, or if they're mm. going to tell you the whole story. I just like, gave up after exactly. Like with uh, with the the latest, I saw whenever we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, we saw a new trailer for Spider Man Homecoming, and it oh, just really? it just right. showed the whole movie. Hmm. I was like, oh well. I don't think it showed the whole movie. I think that uh, movie is crap. That's what I personally oh, think. Spider-Man's going to be crap? I think Spider-Man's going to be a I'm big I'm still turn. excited to see it, but I, I think Michael think Keaton just... will do fine. I think everything, it looks like Iron Man It'll be, because to me, like, Batman v Superman, it wasn't anyone's performances that made that movie bad. Is that what you're saying with Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, the performances will be fine. No, no, it looks it's like just it has a bad same, story. It, look, it looks oh. like it has the same problem. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris, mm-hmm. go ahead. I know, like, you're going to notice, like, tonight, I'm the biggest Marvel hater ever. <laughs> hey, it's go, go ahead, speak on it. We do, we do not keep going. Because, man, I, well, I have, first of all, I have a Batman tattoo, so I'm DC hardcore all the way. <laughs> and I'm one of the few that, like, is in love with Batman versus Superman. But, you know, it was a horrible storyline, just like I, you can see the Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be a horrible storyline. I think I think we're all in agreement there. It just looks like the story is going to be. I don't think the story stories. looks like. I just think that I don't like trailers when they show like the whole sto- basically See, what the whole story is going to be. I don't think I've seen the trailer that Rose has seen because I feel like I haven't been ruined of the story. But what I have seen from Spider-Man trailers is all I can think is I wonder what the real story is going to be, and I'm afraid that if I'm thinking that. While I'm watching what the real story is going to be, then I will be disappointed. I just, I, I'm afraid it's going to be because with Superman, Batman versus Superman, like you're saying, I don't think it was a bad film, like with the performance. I enjoyed the shit out of Batman. Versus I know Superman, you did, yeah. but, I, but I also know it was a bad story. But I felt <laughs> because like, it was three different stories story, crammed exactly, into two and a half hours. And that's what I feel like is happening with this. Like, there's some story with Tony Stark. There's some story with Peter Parker, and then there's some story with the Vulture and whatever else Sony's trying to set up. And I just do not care for all of it being yeah. thrown together to make a big pile of shit. Right. Like, um, I'm, I'm over it. Have they released a runtime on that yet? No. Oh, well, yeah. And I don't remember what it was because mm. it's on the Sony press site because we ran it down. Mm. And it's... I don't think it's going to be bad. Like, I, I just... I. I love Spider-Man, so I'm really excited about well, it. I'll even be happy with it if I enjoyed it the same way I enjoyed Batman v Superman. 
If I walk out and go, okay, the story wasn't as good as like either of the Amazing Spider-Man movies or of the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, but it was still really fun, like I won't be that mad. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man isn't somebody that I'm like, I want them to do this right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. Because I think that like the first the first ones with Tobey Maguire were really good. I do not like them. I like the first uh, two. Yeah, two was better two. than one. Three was garbage. But three was garbage on purpose because Sony was making Sam Raimi make a make. He made it. They made him put Venom in the third one, even though he didn't want to. But we're getting a Venom. So then he made forget. Venom crappy on purpose. So Sony is not going to give up on Venom. They're no, they're not. Force that shit. Because they're like, but people love Venom. So, so, should, so, so shouldn't they love anything we shove in their Just throat? just to get the Marvel news out of the way for our guest. Yes. Y'all hear that uh, Runaways yes. is coming to Hulu? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've known about this for a while. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's been it's been going, but apparently it's actually happening. Yeah. Like, we all knew that Runaways was in the works. Runaways like was something. News. It was probably going to be a movie at one point, and then it got pushed back because of all the Avengers. And then it got kind of like, oh, we're going to do a TV series, but it wasn't really clear. And then Hulu picked it up, and now it's like, for real, a thing. I'm really excited about it. It scares me that it's on Hulu. That's the only thing I don't understand is why is it on Hulu? I don't know. I'm hoping they do a good job with it because it's one of my favorite series. Yeah. I mean, it's so, a really good. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's different. You know, you know, Hulu's probably trying to catch up with all of what Netflix is doing, in it, which is impossible. But, you know, they could start with this and this could be their, their uh, you the know. Comic their, book their, their, yeah, their Daredevil or their something that puts them on the map. I get it. It's right. just they have like Handmaiden's Tale and stuff. Like I need to shows. watch that. The problem for me is that why do Marvel has shows on Fox, on FX, ABC, ABC, Freeform, Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah, Freeform, Netflix, and now Hulu. It's like I get that you're spreading your content all around, but come on. At this point, they should just release their own streaming service, and people would pay to watch just that shit. Isn't DC doing that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get to watch Young Justice. That's right. That's what it was. They're, they're, oh, they're Young doing Justice. It. Are and they so doing another season? Titan yep. On their own streaming service. You'll have to pay one through things. Oh, I hate you, Disney. Why you do this? Paramount and shit. I can't do it. Because I need more Young Justice, but you know what? I don't need another freaking streaming service. Right? Because like that, they brought it to Netflix, and then it did really well on Netflix. So it looked like it was going to do... They were going to do like a Netflix... Like series, like they were gonna do it, like Netflix would produce it or whatever. But then I guess DC was like, "No, nah, we're gonna do it ourselves." It's okay. I don't know. DC makes some crazy choices. Their well, comics have been really good. I know Young Justice is the only like show that has ever like gotten petitions so hard that they were like, "Okay, we'll make one," just because there was so much fan signatures on a petition to bring it back. Is that true? How did Family Guy come back in Futurama? I can't remember how they ended up. Family Guy and Futurama were both because of their ratings on Adult Swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were okay. like, oh, I guess we'll try again. And Firefly was... got the movie. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. What was the, there was a show though that like came back because of a Kickstarter thing. Oh, Veronica Mars, they made that's a movie. Right. Oh yeah, Veronica they made a Mars movie. Yeah, because they made a movie for, because they got a Kickstarter. That was really cool. But that was, that wasn't like a fan petition. That was like. I guess we'll do it if we don't have to pay for it. Oh, cool! It was Other basically people like for it. Veronica, like uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Okay, is like her and the uh, director of the series, director slash writer of the series, actually put the 
um, Kickstarter into effect. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they started it. And, like, I went with my friends who, like, she actually helped back the Kickstarter. And I just went and bought a ticket. But they had it showed in Lubbock. And they had one of the actresses, like, come to the showing. And you got to do, like, they had, like, a live stream with the director from New York City right before you watched it. So it was really cool. Like, you got a live stream Q&A with the director beforehand. You got to sit in a movie with one of the actresses. And you got, like, to watch the movie that you wanted to see. It was pretty How how great would it be if, like, the actress hadn't seen the final cut and she was cut out of the movie? (laughs) Like, completely. (laughs) It was really funny because, like, when she she wasn't in it very long because she was one of the side characters. Right, yeah. Kristen Bell is going to Kristen Bell is the one in, like, New York or in L.A. She's at one of the big ones. But um, it was still really funny. And then it was kind of like a – there was, like, a camaraderie thing where, like, whenever she showed up in the movie, everybody was like, woo! You know. That's fine. Okay, now I have a question for you guys uh, to go off this now. Yes. Good. Moving along. Because uh, Chris asked, they asked this question on their podcast, and I'm going to ask you guys Did any of you watch American Gods? Nope. No. I don't even know what that is. It's amazing, is what it is. Did you watch it? <laughs> yes, I watched the first episode, and man, I can't. Oh, it's. Did you, did you read awesome. the book? Did you read the book beforehand? It's on I, stars. I haven't, and oh, I, I, I say I. They say I need to. I, I have. Yeah. I have. I've read the book, and I. I was really worried that they couldn't bring it to life. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the casting. And uh, Orlando Jones, I think, is the one that sold me as Mr. Yancey. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. I have to check it out. I mean, it's brand new, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, sh- the show is because it's pretty much the old gods of all over the world immigrated to the United States with the people that had those beliefs. But now that people have forgotten about them, they're depowered, kind of. Huh. So they're living like a normal life. Right. They're still immortal, technically. But, the after- but I mean, it's like brand new to the point where like well, it's the first the show, episode yeah. only come out like a couple brand new. weeks the ago, right? Is like 10, 15 years old, maybe. Right, right, right. I'll check that out. I see where it's on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon. It's on Stars. That means it's on Amazon. Yeah, you, Amazon you have to get the yeah. Stars on Amazon. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it's the book is really awesome. Because I'll have to look into that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah maybe I'll when it's it all when all the episodes are out. Like I'll do the the stars all the trial. The gods from all across the world have immigrated here. Not Jesus; he didn't make it. It sounds Jesus didn't it make sounds, it. It sounds interesting, he's, though. He's really worshipped. Like him, so, all the ones that are still worshipped, they're not here. It's all like Zeus and uh, the old ones. Thor and yeah. There's a leprechaun. Yes. And did you did Fucking you see who soul. plays leprechaun? Uh, have y'all any of y'all watched uh, Orange Is the New Black? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, porn stashes. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kind of sold on this now. <laughs> He's like that. That pay, totally changed my mind. Might have to buy stars on Amazon. I know. We'll have to split it. We'll, we can split it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll order it. We'll, we'll split the price. Um, and then the so sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna uh, skip to uh, when we were talking about trailers. Trying to get those out of the way. Have y'all seen the most recent Wonder Woman trailer? No, I'm on trailer. I have it. I'm yes. on trailer embargo. So, so my my fear is kind of what was said a while ago is everything you know that that grabs me about that trailer in the trailer because the trailer looks like really action packed. Like it's going to be really cool. Like there's going to be some really cool fight scenes and action scenes and and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I'm afraid of too. I mean, Wonder Woman has not only the chance to come back as DC's, you know, like really bring DC on track. But then on top of it, you know, it being led by a woman character, you know, the, the main uh, being Princess 
what is her name? Diana or whatever she is. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, yes, but, I, I don't uh, know. I wish my biggest problem was that I don't know why Mark and Draco wasn't brought on to help flesh this out like he did in the comics. Because that dude had some mm-hmm. of the best Wonder Woman stories in a very long time. Right. Now, I, I haven't seen the trailer again. I'm on embargo. Uh, I, I keep hearing the movie's crap, but I'm not sold on that. Yeah. Because everyone said that about Ghost in right. the Shell, and I really liked Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was awesome. Yeah. I liked Ghost in the Shell. Uh, did you see Ghost in the Shell, Chris? No, I never saw it. Uh, I, I didn't did Chris. See it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. No, I haven't either. He answered Perfect. for both of There you go. <laughs> well, it's good. So you guys- I, like how Desmond, I like how Desmond's like, Chris and other Chris. Well, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have a way of distinguishing. <laughs> fat Chris. Unless you're fat. Are you fat? I'm real fat. Oh, I, I'm real fat, Damn. bro. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. You both have glasses, too, so I don't know fat what to tell Fat Chris with glasses. Damn it. I, don't, I think, I think, you both have beard. I think unless you, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's either, I think it's I, either. I was going to say, the only way, only way we can do this is if we get racial, so. Asian Chris, white yeah. Chris. But, but we'll make I think no, no, there's remote yeah. Chris. <laughs> oh, remote Chris, remote uh, Chris I, and yeah. live Chris. He's alive too. Yeah. He's not alive. I didn't alive. say alive, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like other Chris. Okay. Yeah. Chris, not Chris. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. It's probably better than Asian Chris. <laughs> well, we'll spell it A and Z. So A and Z. I'm sure. Someone else? We'll put a link to his Twitter and his Asian Avenue profile on here. It's okay. That's right. What else do we have before we get to our main topic? What else do we have? The only thing I was going to say is, did you hear that He-Man is being remade? I did, because you said it right before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. They're, rem- they're apparently going to try right. to do a He-Man universe. Are they doing a TV show or no, a movie? There's, it's there's a movie. no need for all that. It's a movie. Did you ever see the original? Nope. Yes. I did not. Yeah. doesn't what, matter. What, what do you guys think of the original? Well, the original is amazing. It's eighties nostalgic. Right, it's like Flash Gordon is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was right along the lines of Flash Gordon, exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's got Tom Perry from Star Trek Voyager. Flash Gordon, either. Right along the lines of Flash Gordon. Oh, Ming the Merciless! Come on, and you need to live, live your life. Yeah. Speaking of Jeff Goldblum. Speaking of Jeff Goldblum. Did you see? <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you see him? Because because he's. Oh wait, no, that's the wrong movie. I'm thinking of Buckaroo Bonsai. I got sidetracked for There's a second. Kevin Smith uh, supposed to be bringing that back though. Yeah. But uh, no, Jeff Goldblum uh, was in the. Uh, and he was. And he yeah, was in Guardians the of the Galaxy. Trailers. Did y'all see him in Guardians? Yeah, in the, and the trailer in the not trailer in the in credits. Yeah, and he's in the in credits. And he's going to be in the next Jurassic World. Which I'm what? also so happy about. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that laugh. I kind of want to look it up on my phone now. <laughs> Go boom. Uh, so, who has it? Does anyone have anything else to add or ask? Or okay. I gotta give an update real quick about this ukulele bullshit. Okay, because okay, just uh, hold on before before you launch we have into to this. Give the, yeah, we have to give a little bit of backstory here because me and Rose in turn, I think we it's an emotional roller coaster with Chris. Because one day he's like, "Oh my god, guys, drop out of drop out of school, quit your job, come play ukulele with me." And then the next day he's like, "Fuck ukulele! Don't give them a dime. This do not, is a do terrible not, game. Don't ever shit. download it. Don't ever download it." And the next day he's like, "I haven't slept." In 48 hours, because ukulele is amazing. <laughs> and then the next yeah. day, he's like, fuck it, I threw my I threw my computer out the window, because ukulele fucking sucks. Alright, All right, so, so here's, what's up. here's what's up about this fucking piece of shit. Okay, oh so, God. 
Once upon a time, a company made a game called Ukulele. It's supposed to be a spiritual sequel to Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. It took all of and the worst. It took no fuck that. <laughs> it took all of the worst parts of Banjo Tooie and expanded on the worst parts. But that and is didn't keep simple. any of the good stuff. So the controls are one of those things that seems good at the beginning. Then as you get more and more abilities, you're like, oh, the only thing that's good is walking around. Every new ability adds a new frustration to how you control the characters. When you get to the end boss, I I literally for three hours tried to beat the last boss. And it requires you to use, like, the flying mechanic and use all these other mechanics that you've learned throughout the game. And it makes it, like, way hard. It's artificial difficulty. It's hard because the controls are bad. Not because, like... Oh, so it's Resident Evil when you walk yeah. in the room and you camera switches in. Yeah, like, I'm looking at what's happening and I'm like, I know exactly what to do. I and just if, can't if do I it. if I press left while I'm flying and he went left instead of, like, twirling, then maybe I could do this, but... Like, the flying controls are garbage. It's just... Whenever I spent the three hours trying to beat the end of the game and just gave up, I just deleted it. I'm like, no. So, what... It ended up not being worth the time. <laughs> like... You guys were talking about this in the uh, in our chat message. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, Rose is like, didn't you tell me to buy it last time or whatever? Yeah. And, like, I'm throwing stuff in there. Like, I'm, like, saying stuff. One of the last things I said was, that's an awesome game. I can't stop playing the beta version. And, like... I'm just going to come clean. Like, all the shit I was saying about it, I haven't even freaking seen that game. I haven't touched it. So, like, I'm, like, trolling when I'm saying stuff like, yeah, that's a great game. That's awesome. Just to try to get a rise out of Chris or whatever. Are you serious? <laughs> you playing the gold balloon laugh, like, on your phone. Just, did you say gold balloon? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm sitting over here, like, I have to edit this fucker. You're no, just I'm like, sorry. let me let me play some... <laughs> Some YouTube clips. So, would not recommend. Apparently, they're doing a huge, like, update. No, I know. A huge update. Before <laughs> it even comes out on the Switch. Yeah. So, if, if I hear good things about the update, I might just go ahead and buy it on the Switch just to try it out. Yeah. Because, listen, Chris has just, like, you know, emotionally drugged me through the ringer with this game because I was really excited about it. And he was like, it's great. It's shit. It's great. It's shit. And I'm like, what am I supposed to believe about this game? Literally every day, bro. I'm settled on shit. Uh, I'm never going back. <laughs> you say that, but I have a feeling like next show, I was like, guys, guys, I was wrong. <laughs> you released the update. Everything's good now. Everything's great. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> So is there anything besides that 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 update? Thank you no, for bringing that to us. No, just that. Just Chris, that. do you have anything you would like to add? Um, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. What? I meant in general. Sorry. Oh. No. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm really this is fun. Like I get to watch, I get to hear y'all live. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is. You see how much time I spend in that editing booth talking about hating our voices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. So, um, Guardians two. Let's Guardians just get to it. the galaxy. Now, no spoilers right now. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers about. We're gonna go round robin. Okay. We give. Quick tweet review. Give it a Quick rating. Quick tweet review. I like that. Some, some 140 characters. Some sort of uh, rating. Three tacos out of four. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. What is this? Deadpool all of yeah. a sudden? That's right. And we'll do 
Can I do egg rolls since I'm I, I don't know. You can do spring rolls. I don't really oh. care, bro. Okay, that works. Oh, you're so tricky. <laughs> okay, well. Who's going to go first? Oh, I, I, let's let our guest go first. He's yeah. That sounds fantastic. All right. Well, uh, first initial reactions, it was decent. I did not like the the whole premise of the movie, but it wasn't horrible. So let's say, what what is y'all's top? Um, we'll do out of five. We just make up. We just five? make. We just, just make, make it up, up on the make fly. Up. I, I used to do one out of ten. Um, so five being the best, I'll give it a f- three and a half. Three and a half spring roll. All right. Three and a half spring roll. All right. Three and a half spring roll. Go. I didn't mean egg roll. No. I got a spring roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would say that I thought it was better than the first one. I really like the first one. Uh, it does have a few big issues for me. Most of them are pacing related. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I thought the performance was really good. Uh, with the exception of, I'm not sure why Gamora got just like left in the cold. So uh, I would give it maybe like a three seven five, maybe a four out of five. Mm. What about you? Right. All right. I think it was better than the first one. I think that the way that they uh, built on the characters we already know was really good for the most part. There were a couple of characters that I didn't. I didn't feel like they really built on them much, or the way they built them didn't make any sense to me. Um, but overall, it was funny. At least as funny as the first one, maybe funnier than the second one. I was worried they were going to reuse a lot of jokes, and they didn't really do that, which I was really glad about. So, I think I'd give it a, a four out of five. Pizzas. <laughs> No, those large, medium, hand no, cost. Uh, no, I'm white. Four out of five freedoms. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Four out of five freedoms. Kern? Kern? Okay, yeah. Um, okay, uh, well, actually, I, I, I wish I would have watched the uh, the first one going into the second one. Uh, or rewatched it, I should say, because I have seen it. I wish I would have uh, watched it again so I could have been refreshed because I feel like I actually like the first one better than the second one, but it's been so long since I've seen it. Um, I, a little bit, I agree with Desmond. Uh, the, the, the story in the second one, uh, I think, was a little better, but there were some things that was kind of lacking. Uh, the character development, I thought, was a little bit better for like Drax. Is this yeah. Drax? Is yeah. his name? Um, I thought he was a little better. Because uh, the, the first one, there wasn't really a true storyline. It kind of bounced around. So there was more of a storyline in the second one. And uh, so I I did like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I just think I liked the first one a little bit better. And, uh, of course, we're going to go into a spoiler here in a little bit. But I, I guess I'm going to have to give it um, – because I would give it a 7 out of a 10, which is 70%. So um, I guess I would give it like a three point. Two five maybe or something like that out of five. Okay, yeah. Rose. Uh, well, I really liked it. Uh, if you liked the goofiness in the first one, you are going to love the crap out of it for the second one because it just doubles down on the goofy humor. Um, so just really, that's all I have to say. So I'm I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yes, um, that was my favorite. I would give job. it four point yeah. five oh, man, out of five. Four point oh, five out of five. Pack is he cool? <laughs> Is he cool? Mary Poppins. Yeah. 4.5. Poppins, y'all. 5.5 out of 5 Pac-Mans. 
Okay. 5.5 5 out of 5. I mean, 4.5. I was like, whoa! <laughs> that is impressive. That's above maximum. <laughs> That's above maximum. <laughs> Turn it up to 11. <laughs> um, all right, so spoiler tag. Someone Spoilers. throw it. There you go. Spoiler tag is throw. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, you don't want to spoil anything, stop watching us now. But go go <laughs> watch it. Definitely. We're <laughs> <Yes>. Go watch <laughs> it. Send me that. Um, <laughs> so, there's a Mary Poppins photo. Uh, with Yondu. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the story first. Well, let's not get sidetracked by characters. Okay. And funny we're, moments. We're just going to, well, we talk about the funny moments in the story, but let's yeah. talk about what we like, what we didn't like about the story overall. Um, now, what did you guys think about where the Guardians were when it kicked off? I thought that was a brilliant way to do the opening credits, where they're like already in the middle of a mission. Where it focuses on Groot and like the battles happening behind him <laughs> while it's showing like the cast and everything. I was like, this is a great way to like go through the opening credits, right. but also like kind Have of remind you of the, the silliness. Story. So it's just Groot dancing around and then chasing that bug and then dancing more, getting knocked over. And then like, I, I just thought that was a really great opening sequence. It's good that it goes right into action. That it doesn't really happen. It has a little bit to do with like the main story, but not much. As opposed to, like, some movies where it starts off with, like, exposition and, st- like, starts off with storytelling. This was just fighting. It goes right into action. So, I thought that was a really strong way to start a movie. Especially a sequel. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I thought it was... I thought that the, the opening sequence was just... It's probably one of the... I thought the opening sequence... The, the opening sequence uh, with the way that it was shot, not the the, the writing and the, the action itself, but just the way it was shot... Reminded me of Deadpool opening. The way the camera panned around and the way it shifted around and it caught different angles as it was going through, kind of the way the Deadpool deal did. And I was really impressed with how Deadpool opened up. And that's what this kind of reminded me of with the way it was kind of panning around Groot. But it maintained, it basically focused, like you said, on him. So with, with the Deadpool opener, it was on all kinds of different aspects as it was going through the scene. But on this one, it was focused around baby Groot. I- and I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. I think that the, um, well, I thought it was fun. I think that the opening sequence was definitely the weakest part of the film, which is fine because, like, it's the beginning. But um, it was fun and everything, but I don't know. I don't know if it lasted too long or if, I think it's because there's that moment where uh, Drax is right behind him and he stops dancing. He freezes. And it's kind of a callback to the... the right. But it, it immediately gave me that they're reusing jokes that they've already told feeling that sequels do sometimes. And I got worried for a moment there that it was just going to do that. Well, to me, that's not reusing a joke because... <laughs> we don't know why he freezes around Drax. There's a story reason and we don't really know what it is. That's why like him doing it over and over again makes sense. We just don't know what the actual character's reason for freezing in front of him is. It might be him playing a joke on Drax, but it could also, like, there's there's huge discussions on Reddit already. Dancing. About, well, there's a whole bunch about Drax and dancing. Yeah, because Drax isn't a dancer. They, they think that if he saw him dance, he might, like, kill him. Well, he'd just, like, they wouldn't be friends. <laughs> yeah, or he'd disrespect Groot or something like that, and he wants Drax to respect him. So, like, there's all these theories about why he freezes whenever Drax looks uh, at him. I uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was really well done. My, my problem comes with the pacing that happens, like, immediately after, because they actually have that moment in the throne room after they defeat the creature at the beginning. Right. And Drax has his one line about, I defeated it single-handedly, and... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what I didn't like was I liked the exchange between Quill and the High Priestess of that the Sovereign. Pretty, that was pretty great. Yeah. But everything after that is kind of really not my – it's like one of my biggest gripes. Uh, well – Sorry. Go ahead. What I thought was weird is they had Gamora's sister. Yeah. What's her name? Nebula. Nebula. They had Nebula. But then throughout the rest of the movie, they're kind of shown to be inept in a lot of ways. So I'm like, how did they get Nebula? Like, obviously you're not supposed to know, but it's like, Nebula has shown herself to be pretty smart and, you know... Resourceful. Resourceful. And they seem kind of like, like, whenever they go after them in their ships, it's more like a video game to them. So, like... How did these people get her? Like I, that was the first time I was like, "How did they have her?" That's weird. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. Is that- I don't know. I mean, they, power and numbers, I guess. I mean, the the you know jumping ahead. The only reason why they didn't succeed in the attack on on Quill was because of uh, Igor. So ego our, and our, was it ego? Sorry. No, no <laughs> Chris. What did you think of the whole ego? Oh, I thought it, I thought that was the best. To me, it was the best yeah. part of the movie. Um. Like uh, Kern said, I mean, just the the way the shots are, not necessarily you know how the words come across or interact. Just the the whole uh, cinematography of it all was amazing, and it reminds you of a bunch of Deadpool the way it started. And I mean, everybody loves Deadpool, even me. You know, I hate <laughs> right hate that, but right. you know, but uh, dude, like Groot automatically steals the show right off oh, the yeah. top, and he. I mean, he's stolen the show since the trailers. Yeah, I thought it was really good, but I also thought it set the tone for Drax, which was different in this movie than the last. Yes, because at was. the last movie, we yeah. laughed at Drax. In this movie, we laughed mm-hmm. with Drax. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Right. He wasn't the right. brunt of any of the jokes this time. And I thought it was hilarious when he's like, it hurts my nipples. Like, and then I killed it single-handedly. <laughs> and like, he has a whole bunch of setups. Like, And then all the way at the end, when oh, he yeah. puts the suit on him and it comes over, yeah. he's like, oh, my, my nipples. And he's flying over <laughs> All right, but that so was a great, a, like, long setup. For yeah. He is, yeah. he is amazing in that. My problem is in what happens immediately afterwards when the Sovereign chases them. One, I have a problem with Rocket in the movie being set up. I don't want to get into characters yet, but it's part of the deal of, like, them coming together. There's a little too much work to make him a dick in this movie. I feel like the movie devotes too much runtime to him being a, Oh, to Rocket being a dick? Just being an – just, like – driving the point home he's an asshole but that's some yeah well because i feel like in the first movie he felt more like a jack sparrow type of character an opportunist that was just kind of doing it because it worked out for him right but he never seemed like a dick in the first movie like i watched the first movie friday night as kind of a refresher but in the first movie i never got that impression from him and then all of a sudden him and peter are like arguing back and forth about who should pilot the ship and i'm like I never got the impression that they would be competitive like that, and it just kind of happened in this movie. I don't know. I uh, my, my biggest issue with the pacing was we had the whole chase with the Sovereign, which was pretty much nothing anyway. And It was it a just, really long chase. I loved yeah. the idea of a quantum meteor field. <laughs> yeah, no, that they just kept cool. popping in and out. I was like, that's right. a great idea. That was cool, but the problem that I had with it was then Ego shows up and just wipes it away. We're like, yeah. Peter, here's your dad, which you just so happened to be talking about this exact moment and having issues about... And then we're just off onto the story. And it's like, wait a minute. So was that just, it felt like lazy writing, screenwriting, just to get the story from the opening sequence to Ego. And they didn't really have a creative way of introducing him. Yeah. So he just happens to be standing He's outside a spaceship. And the freaking spaceship from uh, from 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. Right. He's just outside yelling, 42! <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the intro real quick, because this is something I I consciously noticed as I'm watching, which isn't good that like you're taken out and like notice movie things, but all I could think during the beginning while it was focusing on Groot was it was showing parts of superhero battles that you don't ever actually see in the movies. Because Peter gets knocked down, he just lays there for like 15 or 20 seconds before getting up because you can tell he's hurt. Yeah. That doesn't normally happen in a movie. Somebody gets knocked down, it like it might jump without you knowing it or something, but it just cuts them getting up. Right. But like Peter gets knocked down and he just lays there kind of struggling, trying to get up and he can't get up. And the same thing happened with Drax. Drax like gets knocked down. So like whenever all this stuff is happening to them in the background, just their pacing seems off from the way you'd see it in a normal superhero movie. No, I mean because I, it was happening in the I background. Think I agree with other Chris. Like it's the best part of the movie. I really, I don't think it's the best part. I really like that part. I don't think there was a bad part of the movie because I liked it so much. So like I don't know. Well, anyway, we, but then we get to the planet. We get to Ego's planet. Yeah. Is that what we're jumping to? Well, that's where that's what happens. Cause then, yeah, I guess because they're just on that planet. That's what I'm saying. They yeah, literally okay. just go yeah. from there to, oh, pop. We just it's like they're here, right. and then they're on this planet for well, they crash, a minute. They crash and they land. land. Yeah, they crash land, and then that's whenever, yeah. you know, old man Stark shows yeah. up. Um, All right. How did you guys, like, with the introduction of Ego with Mantis, Nebula being introduced as, like, an anti-hero... The ego stuff I'd read about what ego was, so I understood the idea of him being a planet and how he could like create things. So like it was really easy for me to wrap my head around it because I'd already read about it. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't read about it, I don't know if I would have understood what was happening as well. I guess Mantis I thought was cool. I wish I knew more about because like the fact that she said he found her abandoned on her home planet and just took her. I'm and like, her I don't believe stage. that. Like immediately, I don't yeah. believe that. <laughs> You were kidnapped and you just don't remember it because you're little or something like that. Like, you have a family out there looking for you and he treated you like crap and you just believe him. They come um, at night mostly. <laughs> so, like, and her and Groot, like, are the two characters maybe go, oh, because, like, people are mistreating them. Like, yeah. Groot was getting kicked around and beard dumped on him. I was like, no. And then Drax is telling Mantis she's ugly. Yes. <laughs> that line towards the end when he's like, you're beautiful on the, the inside. inside. <laughs> that was a yeah. great line. Anyway, um, so I yeah, really Mantis, Amigo. Yeah. I, I, I thought their introductions were good. I thought the introductions were solid. They're probably the best part of their character development. Mantis had some moments with Drax, but they were more about him than her. Yeah. Yeah. And I, a yeah. quick note. I think I, I don't know if I told you this. The whole time that I watched the first movie, I thought Yondu was Peter's dad. <laughs> <laughs> but they look exactly like No, no, no. <laughs> That was, that was what was so great when Jack said that. I was like, he's as stupid as I am. But no, because in the first movie, Yondu says he's an angel. And his mom said her, his dad was an angel. He calls him boy and son and all that stuff. Which is also just a normal thing that older guys call younger guys. So that's whatever. I don't know where you hang out, but all right. But, like, I, I legitimately thought he was his dad. Like, even at the end, when they're inside of Ego trying to destroy the thing, I was like... He's about to reveal that he is a celestial too. Didn't happen. I was completely wrong. But I was still like, even at the end of the movie, I was so sure that Kurt Russell wasn't his dad. <laughs> so anyway, Kurt Russell is Star Lord. Yeah, he's a living yes. planet. He's yep. a celestial. And then we find out that Sylvester Stallone also exists in space along with Ving Rhames, along with Ving Rhames. and Miley Cyrus and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, right. What did you guys think about that scene where they introduced the Ravengers? 
and Yondu's crew is kind of mutinying. I mean, I don't. I liked it. I liked how it's set up. Uh, Yondu's story from that point on, you know, uh, that's what I liked about it because, yeah, yeah because uh, I didn't know. I mean, I, I didn't read the comic of Guardians of the Galaxy or no, anything like that. So all, you know, going, <laughs> going into yeah, going into all of this, I'm totally blind. You know, so no, I liked. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a wasn't a big fan of Stallone's performance in this uh, at all, uh, and I don't really. I, I don't know. I mean, the the character that he portrayed. In this versus how you visually see uh, that character in the comic is like night and day, you know, how they look. And so, I don't know. I just, I didn't care for Stallone's character. I mean, or Stallone at all as a character. I kind of thought it's just kind of like, well, let's just throw Stallone in it because he's a big name. And um, I thought they could have, you know, done some something a little bit better with a better, you know, person, a little bit more charisma and, and not just a oh yeah, I'm the freaking I'm the bad guy that's a good guy you you suck type <laughs> attitude you know I mean he just kind of got that freaking voice that just I don't know it just didn't fit I didn't I didn't care to for me it Stallone and Ving Rams like their characters are were such a small part that they didn't have time to be good or bad characters yeah to me it's like it's like watching the first movie and go I think they could they really could have dived more into Howard the Duck's backstory it's like he was there for. Twenty seconds. Uh, so Stallone had a few more lines because he was talking to Yondu and all that stuff. What I thought was weird though was from the first because I'd just seen the first movie. I was like, "Oh, the Ravagers like this huge thing, and like he got exiled." Like I didn't, I don't remember any of that being mentioned in the, the first movie. movie. At all. So like the second movie, all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, well, he's been exiled for a while," and they. I felt, I felt like they introduced that whole part of the story really quickly. It was really because he's just, he's just, he's just at a bar. And all of a sudden, he's standing outside a bar, and Sylvester Stallone's like, I'm not going to... You just lost the business of 49 yeah. groups or whatever because you served one or whatever, and he starts walking away. And I was like, huh? Yeah. And then that as they talked, was I was like... Awkward. Oh, so he's like, used to be a part of them, and now he's not, I guess. And then it was over. Oh, what I thought, it was, it was all like, oh, Sylvester Stallone, you just been judged. Yeah, see, that... Yeah, that's kind of what I felt. I felt like he was Judge Dredd. I, I, I really did have a problem with it because it's one of those things like he could have been like Simon Pegg in Star Wars or, you know, any of the characters that we don't know who they were. They were stormtroopers. He could have been under makeup. He could have done anything. And they put his face there. And if there's one thing I hate in films. It's anything that makes me go, oh, shit, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Right. And Sylvester yeah. Stallone is one of the best ways to make me go, oh, shit, I'm watching a movie. Well, and so the weird thing yeah. is that they introduce all these characters, right? Like, they do the, the Ravager thing at the end, and they have, like, each of the different, like, characters. Like, we're supposed to recognize them. But oh, that's an Easter egg. It's yeah, yeah, they're the original, original, yeah. yeah. original Guardians. And I, I know that because I looked it up afterwards, but I feel like there's not enough people that would know. Well, it's like, just for even, to do. Even it's at the weird. end. That was fan. That was fan. Yeah, fun. even at the was. end of For those I think it was Iron Man two. Was it Iron Man two that had the, the first time you saw Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in their cages, like in their cells? Yeah. Was that Iron Man two? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Okay. But like it showed them like in their cells and like their experiments were being done on them. And even me, like a casual fan, I had no idea who either of those people were. And I'm like, Marvel just likes doing that thing where they show characters that only a few people are going to get. Right. I don't know. I just seems like I fully like a expect big... there to be a Spider-Man thing that only people that actually read the comic books will even understand happening. 
Because they like doing those kinds of things, but they normally just contain them in that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it was just weird for me because I guess it's just like, maybe it's the first time that's happened where I didn't know who they were. Mm. But it was just very much like obvious, look at these Easter eggs. And I was like, what? I think part of it too, though, is like marketing. Like they want people. Yeah, to go no, that's Google, exactly. Who was that? What like, is this? They want to What's be happening? the internet to be a buzz with it. What? Yeah, yeah. What did that mean when that character right. said that? So, um, I don't know. I think it's smart because like either you're going to get it or you're going to look it up. Yeah. And either way, they're like, we're serving both kinds of fans the right way. I said this is what I had to look up, but did y'all know who the two really tall alien guys were that were with Stanley? Yeah, the Watchers. Oh yeah, the Watchers. I knew them from reading like yeah. Spider-Man comics back in oh, the day. I, I have who shot the Watcher over there original oh, yeah. sins and where that I was just reading the other day. I thought it was cool the way they they put him in. Yeah, in with the Watcher was pretty yeah. common in Marvel. Yeah, and like, I know you're a DC guy, but that. Yeah. And the idea yeah. that like Stanley has been the same character in every movie and he's just like been watching what the superheroes are doing yes like because that's been a theory of people forever right. and like well, this scene basically we'll, confirms we'll that after, he's like because we'll he was like after scenes no no this uh, was in the middle of the movie when they're jumping between oh no the i know i know but they yeah. just said and then i was a delivery oh, a paper delivery guy FedEx <laughs> delivery yeah, yeah, yeah that's like express or whatever <laughs> uh, so then the priestess shows up to talk to yondu yeah and that was a, I thought that was a wonderful scene because you were talking about the heroes falling down. Right. They, they didn't, they were like, we have to roll out this red carpet for our queen. And then it like got stuck. And then they, it wasn't like humorous Mel Brooks yeah. stuck. It was like legitimate real people stuck. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that was a funny scene. But at the same time, I'm like, couldn't they just like call them? Oh, no. I, it was a little I mean, funny. It, it, I wouldn't say it was real funny. No, I'm just saying it added. To, I thought it adds to this whole atmosphere that yeah. Guardians has that right. makes it such a cool thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And but then you know they said they decide they're on a mission. So now of course they're going to go get Quill and fight Ego and blow the Ravagers. But they turn on Yondu because he's soft on Quill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out Quill is half uh, celestial, and that uh, apparently yeah. his dad's gone around. Planting. We found out at the beginning there's an opening scene where uh, we see Kurt Russell in all of his 70s glory. With that hair. <laughs> with the hair in the car and the mom and a Dairy Queen. And he's planting this plant, this alien plant, behind a Dairy Queen. Uh, that in immediately gave me a red flag. But <laughs> give you more than a red flag? I mean, that hair was nice. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Then we have the really weird plastic models that he made appear, like the creepiest fucking. Yeah, I, don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, right. this is like a future museum that I don't want to go <laughs> to. <laughs> These are the worst wax museum right. ever. It's so weird. Yeah, he's got he's got like this all badass planet that he made with this badass architecture with these like like statue type things that it looks like he pulled out of a freaking. JC Penney's or something I, like that. They were like Gumby the characters. They were they were like latex. Like everything was yeah. made of latex, and yeah. it was just way too creepy. Mm-hmm. Did it remind anyone of the Futurama episode where the Balthazar, where they went? This to the- okay. This whole planet reminded me of Futurama, and all I could think was like in, in some Futurama episodes, they go to a planet, and as soon as it was like really beautiful and green, I was like, something's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> So I was—I didn't really know that ego was going to be bad, and then when they got to this planet, and I was like, "Oh, it's beautiful. Something's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Something has to be fucked up. Everything's pretty." 
and he's by himself. Like something's wrong. No, but you remember the one where he had the sh- he was a shapeshifter and he told Leela they, they were yeah the exactly exactly yeah he just shapeshifted so that Leela would think yeah and then he turned out he had like four other women around the planet the rhinoceros <laughs> that different numbers so of it's eyes. just like that yeah yeah <laughs> and so we find oh there's all these dead bodies oh no so anyway they they find we find out there Peter learns that he can like control the energy from the source yeah uh, from ego because apparently. I don't know how that works. All this time he's been immortal and didn't know it. Yeah. The light that exists in the earth is right. actually Ego's brain. He said the li- as long as the light exists. And somehow Peter is connected to that can manipulate it. Because he's half celestial you know, and related that, to that's him. That's kind of weird. Uh, well, because all the dead bodies were other children well, he no, made yeah. that well, didn't have the same power. Probably whenever he told him to put his hands in a certain place and concentrate, yeah. if he wouldn't have been able to make the ball of light, he would have just killed him. Yeah. See, and like, actually, oh. here's my one complaint. Actually... That's why he got so excited yeah, when I he think, did make it. He was like, yes! That's be Superman moment, though. I think that's the more interesting story. Is him just immediately killing him? Or no. trying to kill him? Try the, That's what forces the Guardians to come together. Is Because then they're, they're like, we have to fight him. But it's like, but we already know that Peter has the same powers. So, oh, spoiler alert. Like, the threat of him annihilating the universe, we know that shit's not going to happen. Because, A, Marvel's already said they're going to have more movies. Right. B, uh... Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, so not yeah. a good title for we're going to kill the galaxy. Yeah. But we might kill one character. That's legit. And I feel like that's probably the route I would have taken. But I'm, it's not a bad movie because of that. It's just I think that would have been the more interesting story personally. What's funny to me is I feel like there is a little bit of a, a Force Awakens problem here. Where he makes the ball, and it's not even like a solid ball until he hands it off to his dad. He makes a solid ball, then they play catch. It's a very funny <laughs> scene, whatever. But then, like, he right. says, like, I'm going to make so much crazy shit. And he talks about making a Pac-Man statue. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, after a few million years of practice, you'll be able to make whatever you want. And then when they're fighting beneath the planet, 20 minutes later, he turned... Peter turns himself into a giant Pac-Man. I'm like, you're just suddenly really good right. at this? Well, I mean, he's when, a like, rage, when rage. like yesterday you didn't even know you could do this? He doesn't use he doesn't control the arrow yeah. with his head. Oh yeah. So because we know he has to have the implant in his head to do it. I'm really I'm really okay. disappointed they didn't let Groot growl family because I feel like Vin Diesel has in his contract <laughs> that in every film that has to be the reason why everyone gets along is because they're family. I actually saw people online saying like Cool of Guardians to give Fast and the Furious a shout out by saying <laughs> yeah. that the movie's about family. I'm like, what? It really did. I, it, it, it was did. one of those moments that I was like, shit. <laughs> but as Chris said, pretty much the Ravengers show up. Uh, they have Rocket. They have Yondu. They have Groot. Uh, there's a funny scene where Groot can't understand for some reason what a fin is for Yondu's head and. Goes and grabs him. That was, I love that. Was fantastic that. Yeah. He just kept coming I, back. Came I back love like a little table. too long. Groot's personal opinion. I hope there's an extended <laughs> version of that where he just like brings more and more Chris stuff. Is like I want a forty because every wrong thing yeah. he got, I laughed harder. <laughs> so like, yeah, bring like like the little lizard that he brought. I, it was tied up like the. It wasn't tied up with like his <laughs> sticks or something either. Like rope, rope. around yeah. each of the feet. Right, right. I love the interaction between Rec, uh, Rocket and, and Groot. You know, the conversation in that. Like, every time, like, for instance, when he was trying to explain yeah. the bomb. He's like, repeat it to me again. He's like, I am Groot. He's like, okay. I am Groot. Okay. 
I am Groot. No, that's the exact same thing you said a while ago. How is that any different? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love... To go back to something Desmond said earlier about... Uh, or I guess we were both talking about... Uh, Rocket being like a dick in this one, but not really... But it just suddenly being a thing in this movie. Uh-huh. It also played into him um, being friends with Yondu. When they both realize they're kind of the same person. Right. I'm like, he's not the same exactly. as... Like, he wouldn't be the same person as Rocket in the first movie. No. He's the same as the Rocket we got in this movie. But I think they both made that move, because Yondu came right. a little bit more centered. And yeah, well, but his character, you know, changing being a little softer makes more sense. No, no, I get it, but I'm Rocket saying, doing it just, like, came out of nowhere. I don't know. Chris, what you th- what'd you think about the part with the planet and the bullshit statues and the sudden mystical powers? The the statues reminded me. Have you ever have y'all seen uh, Miss Peregrine? No, no, no. Okay. Well, well, we'll <laughs> Tell the yeah, there's still listeners. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, the, these evil souls sucking things in Miss Peregrine's school for peculiar children. They look just like these things. It was they're creepy <laughs> as hell. But <clears throat> um, melted wax and condoms. I, that's what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it. That that's what they look like. With just, it's so weird. But it is, you know. I hate to say it, it is a museum. I would go see <laughs> once, once. I just want to like touch it. Once. I don't know why I'm like. I feel, what does that feel like? Because it feels like it feels sticky. Is it? Is <laughs> yeah. it squishy or sticky? Is it like porcelain? What is it? Like a kush ball or something? Who knows? A kush ball. Kush ball. That's what. No, yeah. but see, and that's. My big deal with this whole movie is the the daddy issue of the whole movie. Like, everybody has family issues in this movie. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want family daddy issues in my Supreme Yeah, movies. I mean, I, I thought it – I mean, they made it the core point. But I thought it was just – again, the pacing issue to me was there was so much of here's Quill. Mm-hmm. Here's Quill's dad. Here's him getting along. Oh, no, he's the bad guy because that's where we're at. He becomes the bad guy. Ego – Mentions that apparently he's had all these children that Gamora and Nebula have a fight and then they, they realize, oh, but we're sisters. And then they find these skulls and it, the Ravengers show up and it turns out uh, there are all these children because Ego went around literally sowing a seed trying to get another Celestial to help him take over the universe. Because all these little plants he planted are right. actually parts of himself where he literally sowed his seed and they're going to pop up and take over the universe. It's a very weird plan right. in a lot of ways, but it makes sense. So he was a, a, a galaxy yeah. polygamist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a Mormon okay. of the cosmic sort. Um, so. Yeah, that was like I don't know the so the Gamora and the Nebula scene where they they finally have the, like she comes in on the ship and they fight and then they have that like that moment where Nebula's like. I'm like this because you couldn't, you wouldn't let me win. Like yeah. you wouldn't like every time I lost and she like makes her realize that every, that sh- it's her fault kind of that, um, she's like part robot. That she's part robot yeah. because she wouldn't let her win once to keep her, uh, to keep Thanos from ripping out the next body part and throwing in something else. Yeah. And it was just like, there was a really. Right. I feel like the moment there was really good between the two of really? them. Really, I hated that. Really, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good moment, and 
The one where they hug that part, or the part no, where they're inside the planet? No, the part planet? where they're inside the planet. Where, where they're oh, having okay. the fight, and Gamora picks up the big cannon, the ship's cannon, and like, that was, I was like, that was awesome. When that happened, though, I was like, wait, is she super strong? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Why is yeah. she picking up that huge she's gun? Strong. Yeah, she's she's really strong. But I just, I thought that their whole, let's have a breakdown, they might as well just look at each other and said, Martha. That's where it was at. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was like... I feel like if there had been more time in the movie, they should have given it a little more and not just done that one scene maybe had, like, yeah. another couple little ones to kind of, like, finally bind it together. But uh, I really did like that scene a lot, and I thought that it was um, it was really good for the characters. I think that part would have made more sense because there were... Uh, if they'd changed some things. Because uh, leading up to that part, there were other parts with Nebula where she had sort of like funny or awkward moments. Mm-hmm. But they were with the other characters. They weren't with Gamora. They right. were with Drax or they were with Rocket. Awkward, odd, kind of funny situations with Gamora leading up to that. Then like, her, you know, her being more human in that moment would have made more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead it went from, I'm going to kill you. And then her having joking moments with other people, and then all I ever wanted was a sister. It's like, wait, what happened? That's exactly what I mean by Martha. Like, all of a sudden, they're just, let's stop fighting because we realize we share this one thing. We both hate Thanos. It's like, you're saying this to this woman that just pointed this huge gun at you. And I mean, well, that, I get that that's all they know, and that's all they've ever done. And the Gamora yeah. was still trying to do it. Yeah. And Nebula saved her because she's like pointing out, she's like, I've always done what I've done for you, and you've always shitted on me. Right. Okay, great. But what pissed me off was it ends with them finding the skulls. And it's like, mm. oh, God, we're going to get the reveal, and they're going to have to convince Peter. Nope. Turns out that uh, before they can get to him, the Ravengers will show up, and Eagle and will Peter reveal his plan. Yeah, and, Peter already knows what's up by the time and they Mantis, get to him. It's like, yeah. oh. The worst thing... The, the shittiest writing in this whole thing is the whole moment. Yeah. Yeah, because by the time they get up to the top, Drax already knows the moment what's when, going on. When she goes, you what know? were you going to tell Drax? She's like, I must tell you something. Of course, the door opens. I'm like, that's the most con- cliche, soap opera bullshit. Because, like, Susan, why would she be okay with telling Drax but not telling Demar? It's like, they're all in danger. Just tell them... But she uh-huh. was very good. Uh, her French accent fit the character like very yeah well. yeah. But I love like the bit where um, where she's like she puts the planet to sleep, ego to sleep mm-hmm. for a oh, little yeah. bit, and she's like, I don't know if I can do it. And no, he's all, I, is I, like, I, I believe I, in you. I believe in you. And then as soon as she did it, wow, I didn't think she could do it. <laughs> like, her tiny, like her tiny frame. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Oh, the best part is like whenever she she gets knocked out, and I was like, "Watch out!" Man. And the Drax is like, "Look out!" <laughs> like freaking three seconds after she gets freaking nailed, she's just unconscious. <laughs> and then we have one of the most epic but anticlimactic fights of all time. Um, it's very cool, but it, it's just it's one of those things we know what has to happen. The fight between Ego and, and Star Lord to me was bad. Because so much of it was, it kept cutting between that and what was happening with other people. It kept like doing like far off shots of them like flying at each other. The only part of that to me that was cool was the Pac-Man thing. Whenever he was like the giant rock version of himself and Pac-Man and they hit. The rest of it was just like, okay, they're fighting. I like the beginning of it where it was like, uh, you shouldn't have killed my mom and crushed my walk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean, the movie is full of this humor yeah, and yeah. the air that goes again. You yeah. know, they trip. They're real people. Like, you, kind of, it has that Star Wars feel. Like, Star Wars looks lived in. The Guardians Galaxy feels lived in because there's things like, I feel like they could really run out of batteries. Or, like, Rocket needing tape. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, these things happen yeah. in the moment. Right. And they're real. And that's what makes it so hilarious. Like, one of my biggest things... Like whenever we sit down to make short films, or I sit down to write, uh, is humor should always come out of the moment. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to make a joke and then find a place to put it. Yeah. You should be looking at the situation, and the joke should come out of it. If there's a joke there, it should come out. And that's very much what James Gunn does. Mm-hmm. And then we get probably my favorite part of the movie. I don't think it's the best part, but it's my favorite part, which is when um, Yondu actually pretty much joins the Guardians. And they have that whole moment where Rocket goes, he said, where Groot goes, I am Groot. And he goes, he said, welcome to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Welcome to the freaking Guardians, Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Only he didn't, didn't say, say freaking. He didn't say freaking. Yeah. And then like they're flying, was like, we need to talk about yeah, your language. <laughs> uh, but I, I really love that right. part because him and Rocket had that relationship. So yeah. him saying that was right. But then Yondu uh, saves Peter. Right. Because they blow up the planet. Yep. He's dead. Yep. Yondu has one spacesuit and one booster pack thing. He puts the spacesuit on Quill, rides the booster pack, and up into space they go like in the first one when they're at nowhere and Peter saved Gamora. Only Yondu dies. Yeah. So this is a big spoiler for the film is Yondu dies. It's an Armageddon moment. Yeah, it is. Like, really, it needed Aerosmith. I, that's the only thing that would have made it better. It has a very good soundtrack. Right. It is missing the Aerosmith. It was, it was also a little bit of Wrath of Khan. A little bit. The way that they yeah. fired him off. <laughs> but that was that was, that was was all awesome. I was glad that all the Ravagers did show back up at the end and gave them a Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, Yondu is... We'll, we'll talk about the characters now, because we're almost done with the story. Yeah. And then we'll do this, the five after-credit thingies, and we'll be done. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's the end of the movie is Yondu dies. They all come together, realize they're a family, and we're going to get Guardians three and Infinity Wars. There's really not much more to it. Yeah, they said they said they're not going to make the next Guardians movie until after the next two Avengers movies. And it's yeah, they're talking about really twenty twenty because the whole story pretty much like uh, Chris was saying, it's daddy issues. Like there's a weird yeah. opening scene that gets forced into. Meet my dad. I've had issues with my dad. Oh, I love my dad. Oh, my dad's evil. Let's fight my dad. We beat my dad. It's over. So <laughs> I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, but you know. So a, a lot of this movie, you know, is you know brought together by like eighties music, right? And so I'm going to pull a page off of an eighties movie. And I don't know what it is about this movie, but for some reason, it's lost. It has is in my mind. And, and whenever I say it's lost it, it's from the movie Top Gun. And it's like, she's lost it. Oh, no, she hasn't. And I keep wanting to sing She's Lost That Loving Feeling when I'm describing this movie. Because it's that's exactly the, like you're saying. It's like everybody is not loved. Every you know Everybody's got these issues and, and so forth and so on. I don't know what it is, but that, that song just depicts that movie. For I don't me. know, man. It works. Um, Character-wise, let's, let's, let's break this down. Uh, other Chris, well, mm-hmm. pick a character, pick Star Lord, pick anybody you want. Tell us what you thought about him. My favorite character in this whole movie is the guy that took over the Ravagers after they, after uh, Yondu, they uh, like overthrew him. Taser oh, face, taser face, taser face. <laughs> 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 
was your second choice? Scrotum? He's he's a man or whatever. No, but uh, <laughs> I liked uh, man Groot, baby Groot, stills a show. Uh, Vin Diesel's probably best role ever. Right. Well, no, the <laughs> Iron Giant exists. The Iron Giant does. Uh, exist. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I mean, just the him and like uh, y'all were saying the 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 banter between him and Rocket and the and I and I'm taking more than one and Drax the way they open up his character in this movie yeah is just amazing right. and he he brings it all together with his his humor and his fighting and everything like he's the only one that kind of kind of doesn't have issues in this movie and he just drives everybody yes and he laughs at everything I mean, like, really? he, they almost die. He's hanging out of the back of the ship when they crash land. And the first thing he starts doing is laughing his ass off. awesome because uh, I don't know if you guys read this, but Dave Bautista, when he first got the script, was like, oh, fuck. They're shitting on me in this movie. And then he went to the table read and was like, oh, people like my character. It's okay. I'll do it. I'm getting laughs. I'm getting moments. I, I knew that going in. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. And I watched it. And I'm right with you, man. Uh, he stole the show. He was the most de- more. He got the most development from where we oh, were yeah. until yeah. now. And his scenes, every right. one of his scenes, he owned. Like it was a character piece in Drax. From his laughing with Mantis, and he's like, "Do me," and she starts mm-hmm. laughing with him. Like that's the joke to that one. When she's like, "Oh, there," he he's like, "You were so embarrassed." And then she fills him and gets his emotions, and she starts laughing at Quill too. Yeah. That's amazing. The She's whole like, thing, I've never felt this humor before. The story he tells about his wife See, not dancing. that moment to me was like super good just because whenever she touches him, she starts crying. Yeah. He's not crying. He never though. cried. When he was laughing, she touched him. She started laughing. She touched him later. She starts crying. And he's he looks like he's smiling even. Yeah. Because he's sitting there thinking about the memories fondly. Right. And it's like he's dealing with that pain all the time. Right. But he knows how to deal with it. She has never felt that kind of pain before, so she didn't know how to handle it. But we, I like the fact that we got a backstory about his wife without having oh, yeah. to get everything. They told one concise story, and you felt like you needed, you knew everything you need to know about him. Yeah, his mm-hmm. fights, he's they don't just make him a bruiser in this movie. He really doesn't fight. He gets dragged behind the spaceship, like Kerr was he saying. He was like, "That in was the awesome." Field. He's like, "That's awesome." He he makes insults, and yep. he, but he he's trying to be honestly. You can tell he's developed in trying to be a person. Mm-hmm. When he's like, "I believe in you," like you're saying, and he's like, yeah. "I didn't think he could, could actually do, it. do that." And you could tell, like him and Mantis are honestly becoming friends, and it's so weird. But I feel like it's perfect because they're both kind of naive, alone. They don't understand people because, like, he's so literal. Yeah, and she's been so isolated and sheltered that them together they don't understand. So they're both figuring it out. And even when he's like, "I don't like you like that." And she's like, I don't even like whatever you are. And he's like, I like a woman with more meat on her bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you need to find a woman that right. is pathetic like you. Yeah. Like, he just has so many good moments. I really, I agree, man. Drax uh, stole the show. Baby Groot is Baby Groot. I felt like I really would have rather have grown a little bit, but whatever. Groot feels like there can't really be that much character development without uh, Rocket being part of it. He, the weird exactly. thing, the weird thing I, I didn't exactly. understand is at one point, um, like throughout the first movie and some in the second movie, Groot will say something and other people have to ask Raccoon what he said. But at one point in two, Groot says, I am Groot. And like Peter responds yeah. like he knows how he talks. And I was like, when did that happen? Well, I think he was just, 
firing off. I don't. I right. saw it too. Uh, Gamora, I felt like got left in the cold. Here's I don't understand the relationship between Gamora and Peter because no. it's one of those things where it seems like I don't just, know what Cheers is. No, but <laughs> the problem is the way he describes the relationship is like that frustrating kind of TV trope where. They seem like they're into each other, but nothing ever happens. And he says, like, you know, because if they kiss, the ratings will go down. So, like, it's better to just drag it on. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, but that's literally what's happening here. And it's in a movie, though. So, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I'm like, do you like him or not? Because, like, one second you do. And all of a sudden, you're like, I can't. It's like, but, the- but I feel like usually in movies when there's, like, that whole feeling of, like, I can't be with you. I can't. Like, there's, like, a real reason and I can't tell what the reason is with Gamora. She's just she's supposed to be um, closed off. I feel like is what they're trying to say. To it's me, the only to be thing part of her character. To me, the only thing that makes sense is it's like um, it's like Leela and Fry. Whenever every time they get together, she just decides like, no, never mind. Is it's this a bad idea. is this Futurama? Is this a yeah. Futurama? <laughs> There's a lot excited. of Futurama. In. I feel like because like we have Planet Express ship, right? Uh, I don't um, know who's Hermes. But I feel like Fry is definitely Quill. Leela is a, Gamora. Yeah, yeah. Um, a uh, a really Bender's broad, definitely Rocket. A really broad character thing that I wanted to point out that I noticed since I watched both movies so close together. And this might not be the fault of the movies. It might be the fault of the source material. I don't know because I don't really know the source material. Why is it that so many of the alien races are just humans but blue, humans <laughs> but yellow? <laughs> it's like budgets. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, there's also this, like, I've seen movies where aliens are, like, crazy different. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, most of the aliens are just human and a color. So, Yondu's character, too, Uh being a blue guy. Yeah, he's the human but blue. Really cool, this movie. Like, so more, I mean, it's cool, the last, but cool. But this movie, I felt like he really... Developed and became oh, a character. Yeah. Oh yeah! Did y'all like Yondu? I really yeah, liked I think Yondu. that he That's was probably died. He probably died. Probably my favorite. It's no like, love and basketball. But. It's probably my favorite yeah. like character okay. arc in the whole second movie. Yeah, he has a full like, arc in this yeah. movie. Like yeah. the Yondu gets a story from last time you knew he was the guy that was had kidnapped had kidnapped Quill and was chasing him. That was it. He was just like a background threat. Yeah. yeah. And then this movie, he's like he comes from. He's a cast off, leading his own crew. This movie was basically Captain about him. Hook with <laughs> Peter Pan. And then yeah, he finally, I agree. You know, then he lost his crew and he redeems himself. And then he, he ain't your father. I'm your daddy boy. Like very, <laughs> it's very well done. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree with Rose as far as like I think a big focus was on Yondu in yeah. regards to the the movie, and uh, and and exactly that. You know, I mean. Uh, going into it, you know, you just think he's a smuggler, pirate, you know, uh, kind of treated Peter like crap. And then you find out that he actually truly cared for him. And, uh, and the reason why he didn't take him back was because he Murder. didn't want him to be, you know, he didn't know that he was a celestial. He just thought yeah. he was going to end yeah. up like a bag of bones, like, like the rest of the people. Yeah. And, uh, are the rest of the kids that he took. And so, yeah. And so he, he comes around full circle, you know, uh, and it, I, I I love love Yondu in that, and of course, and then he sums it up at the end with it yeah. with his his uh you know he's coming down. He's like, you look Mary, like Mary Poppins. He's like, is he I'm cool? Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, yeah. like, I, I, I actually uh, like this yeah, speech that Peter I mean, gives at his funeral when he goes, 
He goes, I used to tell people that uh, David Hasselhoff was my dad. And he's like, in a way, he really was. They both had cool shirts. They both got in a lot of trouble. They both banged a lot of hot chicks. (laughs) He's like, so I guess David Hasselhoff was my dad. (laughs) That was a great line. Mm-hmm. I thought it because it yeah. really they, they they keep a constant threat, and then he gives him Rose the zoom. Yes, he the gets zoom. a zoom because he did he did crush his. Yeah, which, as you mentioned, he crushed his Walkman and smooshed, he killed his mom. Smooshed his Walkman. Smooshed his Walkman and killed his mom. Yeah. I was really excited about it because I actually have a brown Zoom that looks exactly like that. <laughs> and she's like, "Time for some cosplay." Action. I'm like, "Yeah, there's your next cosplay." Yeah. But also, you know that that end scene when he when he's talking uh, about Yondu and everything, and that whole that whole uh, funeral type you know memorial deal when when the Ravagers come in and they're doing their fireworks and everything that brings uh, yeah. Rocket around too. You know that's when Rocket realizes that he didn't push him away, evidently or, or indefinitely. Indefinitely, you know they came back. You know so there was there was hope for him. You know he realizes that he you know that he. Can probably so bring it back. Uh, what do you think about the new characters that were introduced? I'm going to go ahead and count Peter Gunn, James Gunn's brother, who plays the Ravager Second Command. They got the whistle or got the oh, okay. Finn and stuff. What he was yeah. cool. I think introduction Mantis and let's go ahead and do Ego too. All three of them can fight. Okay, by the end of the movie, I was like, I kind of hope. Uh, Peter Gunn's character is like part of the Guardians in the next movie. Is his name Peter? I hope it's Peter. Whatever it is. Like, <laughs> and watching him try to do the um, the arrow thing with the whistling was really and, great. Like, I was like, I thought it was gonna, I thought he was gonna was hit himself. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too, and then it just whipped over. But, um, I like him enough that I'm like, I hope he's around more in the next movie. Um, I really liked Mantis, and who would you say is the other character? Ego. I thought Ego was good, but like it's one of those things too. Like I'm, I had a bad feeling about him from the start, and I knew he was probably going to die. Yeah. So I never got an attachment to him. Mm-hmm. And then like, and the first real character development I felt like was just like because he seems just sort of like I'm an alien and I'm an, I'm immortal. And then all of a sudden, and it broke my heart to put that tumor in your mom's head. I was like, oh, I, I've had no emotions about this character. Now I hate him. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Can't wait for him to die now. Holy so. crap. Yeah, yeah, I think that moment was like, like I felt See, it coming as he was about to say it. And I was just like, oh, no. oh And he says it. I'm like, I just had this like, ah, oh, moment. It's just like, oh, my God. Oh. See, I disliked Ego only on the level of that he was the bad guy. And, uh, you know, they needed to get away from him for their story to continue. Because... Other than that, you know, he was basically being what he is. You know, he was basically like he explained himself. He was basically this brain, you know, that that learned how to expand upon itself and then create the, the image that, that they saw. And so all this character knew was basically mm-hmm. to, to try to grow out more, to grow out more. And um, so he didn't have that emotional attachment of like humans do and like the right or wrong of like you shouldn't do that or anything like that so you know for him to to do some yeah. of the stuff to him it was perfectly normal you know to do that stuff and so i didn't i didn't dislike him yeah you guys remember a futurama oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> the the of now we leave for no reason <laughs> Oh my god! A lot of people online. I, I, didn't, I hadn't thought about this till I was reading fan theories oh, on man. Reddit. I'm, but somebody pointed out that like, uh, I'm pretty Kurt, sure every storyline, Kurt Russell 
killed Quill's mom by putting a tumor on her brain. And Groot killed him by putting a bomb on his brain. I'm like, that's like a parallel. That's real nice. Like yeah. A, he died he died from explosive it's really, it's brain cancer. It's, it's really nice when people get brain diseases and die. Hey, it's nice when a bad guy gets brain cancer. Yeah, like Peter's mom. Such a bad guy. Hey, she's fucking weird, okay? She looked like an alien. I thought she was the alien in the first one. No, what's great about Yondu's character progression is that <laughs> if he had died at the end of the first movie, I wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But the character development he got in the right. second movie, I gave a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Ego just seemed kind of flat to me. I mean, th- they've had a problem with villains. See, I thought he was things, better than most, but still... To me, him being flat made sense because in my mind, he is... Whatever a celestial is, like, might not be capable of real emotion and is just faking all of his emotions. So him being kind of flat and, like, almost emotionless with everything, whenever he talks about kind of works. basically wiping out everything in the galaxy just so he can have more power and everything well, I just meant, himself. He, I just meant, like, his motivation and stuff was flat because he's like, I'll take over everything because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, that might be the worst motivation ever. That's what I mean by flat. It's like the mm. character didn't have any drive. Why was the car- Why was he? Why did he have to do it? Because I've spent millions of years thinking, and this is the only thing that makes sense. So well, did you go crazy? To me, that- it might have been him going crazy. It might have been him basically running out of things to do for millions of years. He's boned a bunch of alien chicks all and over planets. the all over the galaxy and boned other planets and whatever. So like, he's done almost everything there is to do. So he's like, how? Like, what else is there for me to do that I haven't done? I know. Wiped out all existence. Die. I haven't tried that Die. Yet. He hasn't tried dying. Hey, he did that, and now he'll never get to try the other thing. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. Okay. So, that's it. With the exception of one person we have not talked about. Who knows who it is? Uh, uh, John C. Riley. He was not in this movie. He was only no. in the first one. What happened? Uh-huh. No? Okay. Not the Novas. Oh, yeah. The, no- the Novas weren't in it at all, were they? Like, that's where they were supposed to take Nebula. Wait, wait, wait. Give me... Ten seconds. Other uh, Chris, you want you want to steal? You can steal the ball. I'm 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 trying. I I don't know. We're talking about Howard the Duck. Howard, Howard the, the Duck. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we can, we can Star talk about Adam. Lord. Oh, we haven't really talked about Star Wars. <laughs> oh. And this, this this inherently is the issue for me. For all the traction, I feel like it's a bunch of spinning wheels. Like he doesn't really get anywhere except for realizing that he was, was just funny. He, just he didn't have any like dad. real. Yeah, he found out Yondu really was his dad. That's literally historic, and while it's a cool arc to see, I feel like for development for the character, it's a lot of tr- it's a lot of wheel spinning to get. That, that's another uh, parallel with Fry, right? From right? Futurama, yeah. like Fry never has any character progression. He's <laughs> just in the future. He doesn't have any family. Everyone's dead. <laughs> so like. Thought, All the progression happens to other characters. Yep. I thought there was going to be some cool like progression with like him figuring out like he, that he's a celestial and like figuring out powers and things yeah. like that. He has that. powers for like twenty minutes. And yeah, I know that's the shittiest. It's the story of the planet. He so, doesn't have powers anymore. So for a while, I thought there was going to be some, and then yeah, no. I was really disappointed that because that's a pacing issue for me. Is like I said, yeah, it paces really weird. But yeah. given the powers, show us how powerful he is. See, what I wonder though is. 
Maybe he still does have powers. Maybe. We didn't see him try no, 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 to do no, anything. I mean, that's true. He I might think, still be immortal. I think that's going he to might be, still have... I don't think he's immortal. I think he's going to be more powerful than a human right, because yeah. of his physiology and then yeah. yada yada. That's how he'll survive. Like, he'll still I, be able to hold on to an infinity stone for maybe. a little bit. I thought it would be really funny because I have these dumb ideas in my head. I thought it would have been funny if whenever he goes, I'm immortal. And he says, like, yeah, I thought it would be really funny to do, like, a flashback of events in his life when he, like... Should have died, but just didn't for whatever reason. <laughs> that would have been cool. Or just trying to kill himself, like, over and over again. <laughs> like, 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 really? Fly with the like, time machine when he... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, it's future. I'm going to go write this up. Or, or, or every, every Drax would have yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, ah. Oh, oh, really? He's like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, he's like, I know. And they just keep doing it. That would, oh, would, that would be that, funny. That would be awesome. All right. So, now the last thing is the end credits. Or the post credits, I guess. I don't know what you want to call them. The mid credits. There's five of them. Couple is of that them too are, many? A couple of them. Well, they're pretty jokey. short. <laughs> yeah. Only like one or two yeah. of them actually meant anything. Well, they're I don't think. It, okay, the big one is that yeah, we exactly. see the high priestess of the sovereign reveal a gold cocoon sarcophagus, and she says, "I have made the perfect being. I will call him Adam." And of course, it's Adam fucking Warlock because it's a gold guy in a coffin. Yeah, and it's a perfect being. It's going to be Adam Warlock. Yeah. So I don't really think about Adam Warlock. Whenever she said, "I will call him," right. and I go Todd, and like some people in the crowd laughed. <laughs> so I was like, "I don't know what this guy's name is. I don't know if it's a character." So it's like, "I will call him." And there was like a long pause. I was like, "Todd, Todd, <laughs> the Golden Man." <laughs> Nope, not Todd the Golden Man. I the Watchers leave Stan too. Lee on a weird planet, so yeah. maybe he's not one of them. That was the thing. He was like, how am I going to get home? It's like, okay, so you're not a Watcher, but what the hell? Like, well, how are you out here? <laughs> maybe. He needs a spacesuit. <laughs> uh, Who knows? What else? We have the whole stabbing Drax with the whistling. Yes, with uh, Peter whatever holding the, right? having the fin on his head. Yeah. We had Sylvester Stallone and Ving Rhames and Miley Cyrus getting the gang back together. The original uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And you had the teenage group. Oh, like yeah. Because yeah. apparently he's going through puberty or whatever. He's just like, mm. Yeah. And in that, uh, uh, Peter did understand it. Yeah. Exactly what he was well, saying. He's yeah. just grunting, though, too. I don't think he ever said, I agree. No, because at one point, well, I guess it's, it was like implied what he said, but he was like, Stop playing that game. And he's like, I am Groot. Like, saying it, like, really sarcastically. So you could tell he was saying, like, the same thing back to yeah. him. Just yeah. In, in yeah. Groot. In just Groot. in Groot. Just in Groot. Right. In Groot speak. Yeah. speak. Is it in, is it in speak? I don't know. There was also, uh, it's not really an in scene credit, but we also saw Jeff Goldblum in the, in the. Just in the end credits in a circle on the yeah. side dancing. And we're like, like, what? So I think that might be yeah. a hint that in the next Thor movie we're going to see some Guardians of the Galaxy. They've got to start yeah. bringing them together somehow. And if there's not going to be another Guardians movie, end. yeah, there's not going to be another Guardians movie before they're in the next Avengers movie. So they've got to get in there somehow. So that's what I'm worried about is that like somehow the next Avengers movie is just going to be bringing them together, and then the Avengers movie after that will be the actual story. Okay. I don't know. Uh, now, Chris, I have a question for you. Mm. You're not you're not a Marvel fan. No. You, you gave this movie a, a credible score. Mm-hmm. So here's my question: Did this make you think that Marvel's the future movies could be better, worse, or the same? Uh, I think they know how to make a movie, and they're 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 pretty pretty damn good at it. Apparently, uh, they're better than DC, that's for sure. But I think they're 
they're running out of ideas and this is where they're they're going to rely heavily on humor and it like because everybody loves the humor in Deadpool everybody loves the humor in Guardians and if they can make an audience laugh once you know the Infinity Wars is over that's where they're going to head and I think that's that's all they they got right now and you can tell from the Thor trailers that are taking pages from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. And like with the soundtrack from the trailer and like the kind of humor with, yeah, I know him from work. So I, I think he's right that they're like, they're going to rely on humor more going forward, hoping that'll keep people around. I have to go to work, so I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Yeah. That no, way. you're good, man. I have to go. Clear, clear. Um, we're just going to run down any recommendations or anything. Now that we've talked about the movie, I don't think there's much more to say about the movie. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's. I wouldn't I say it's like it. super awesome, but it's 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 a good movie. It's a fun time. Uh, even Chris here, I think, will admit that it's a a good popcorn muncher. Like you're oh, not gonna be upset. It was a great way to start the summer movie season. Yes, yeah. exactly, and it is the first one. It is. Yeah. It is the kickoff to the blockbuster season. We are having that discussion at dinner tonight. Uh, I I don't know. If that momentum will be kept up. Uh, again, I don't think Homecoming is going to be much. And Wonder Woman, I'm praying, is good. But to me uh, too. signs don't point to yes right now. I want it to be good so bad. Me too. I mean, there's 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 things besides on the screen. And that's why I have a trailer embargo on and everything. Yeah, I should, I should have adapted that. But I just can't. It kills me. But then after I watched the movie, I'm like, damn it. I shouldn't have watched the trailers. See, man, here's what got me is the uh, episode eight. Mm-hmm. They put out the trailer, and I thought it was ridiculous. Like, they, I don't know why that thing exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I just don't like it. I think it's stupid. And so I just decided, look, I already know what movie I'm going to. I'm going to go see the, the Star Wars. I'm going to go see Star Trek. I'm going to go see, you know, all the yeah. Marvel movies, all DC movies. I already know what I'm going to see. Aliens. I already know what I'm going to see, what I'm not going to see. Uh, the trailers don't do anything. They don't hype me up much. They only seem to let me down. So I just kind of decided, and, screw it. And DC seems to have the perfect way to do that every damn time with every oh, man. movie. But mm. I know I, I know exactly how you feel. I'll admit that every time I've seen a trailer, I'm like this movie's gonna be great, and then I go in there and I'm like, why Suicide Squad? Why? Yeah. But you know, I think from here on out, dude, I'm I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you, and from here on <laughs> out, I'm gonna I'm on a trailer embargo. Just 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 through this, just until like I'm I'm just holding out to episode eight. I'm like I'm just gonna make it. Okay. To the first Star Wars and through Wonder Woman mostly. I'm like, I want to make it through Wonder Woman. I want to make it through Thor. I want to make it through Justice League. That's it. Once if I make it through those, <laughs> then I've proven to myself that it's okay. And I'll, ha- I'll know if trailers really matter to me or not. Because I spend so much time dissecting them that I'm just like, nah, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. So do you guys have recommendations besides listen to Screen Addicts? Yeah. Listen to Screen Addicts. Uh, Rose? Um, any recommendations for this week? Did anything come out? Did I watch anything this week? Did you? Uh. No. No. I've just been watching Arrested Development. It's on Netflix now. That's always good. Mm -hmm. I rewatch, uh, It's Always Sunny, like, at least twice a year. Nice. This is the first time I've watched it, because it looked, it always looked dumb to me. And then I just started oh, watching. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like the tree, the 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 um commercials and stuff always made oh, it look really good. dumb. It's good. 
And then I started watching. I was like, this is hilarious. Well, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so, I, and I've heard people say that before, that the commercial, it was not advertised. Um, but so I, I really enjoyed it. So that's what I've been watching. Nothing new, really, but. Um, Kern, do you have a recommendation? Uh, not really. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's that's coming up, like, you know, Game of Thrones and all that stuff that I'm excited about as far as season stuff that's coming out. The only thing I'm currently watching right now I'm trying to get caught up on uh, is the old NBC series that was out from 2007 to 2011 called Chuck. And uh, that's just because of uh, an interview opportunity that I have. And, and if it goes through, I'll say a little bit more about it. But um, uh, so that's why I'm kind of binge watching Chuck because one of the people I have an opportunity to interview is a reoccurring That's actress sweet. off that show. Awesome. Yeah. So um, anyway, but um, it's a pretty decent show. I mean, it's, it's a fun show. It's, it's a, you know, basically it's about a guy that um, is a, uh, computer guy that works for a company that's basically like a Best Buy and he works for the Nerd Herd, which is basically their geek squad. And he gets sent some information via email and it basically flashes all into, all into his head and then he basically becomes a supercomputer that not necessarily other than he can access information by seeing something in it, creating like a flash Johnny image. Mnemonic? And right. so these... Sp- yeah, kind of. And then so, um, yeah, so he works with the government and the government's trying to protect yeah. him because now he's basically this computer. And uh, so he flashes on something is like that guy, you know, mm-hmm. is an international terrorist. You know, he sees him like jogging down the road or whatever, you know. So I, apparently there's a lot of spy shit that happens I, I, I in Los no Angeles. Idea. I didn't know that. Places, so. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. My, so, my recommendations anyway. are to listen to more podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you can always go to the nerdpodcastmafia.com. Just nerdpodcastmafia.com. You'll find us, So Wizard, Colt 45, Not a Nerd, the Nerdy Pod, Fans on Patrol, Superhero Speak, Geek Yogurt, Dork of All Trades, and Open All Powers, and maybe more coming soon. I don't know. We're, we're, we're talking things. Things are happening. But if you go there, you'll find podcasts, reviews. All kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of nerdy shit that you'll love. Check it out. Make sure it's cool. Um, also, Chris, if you want, go ahead and tell people where to find you uh, online, Twitter, where they can talk to you guys, what you what you want to tell them, and if you have any recommendations. Okay, uh, well, I'll start off recommendations. Um, tying back to what we talking about earlier, uh, American Gods. Yes. Give give it a give it a two episode try. I, I guarantee you'll like it if you love uh, like Greek mythology stuff like that. It's it's amazing show so far. Oh yeah, so I love mythology then, uh, stuff. What a, what King Arthur's coming out soon. Charlie Hunnam this week. Oh yeah, that's right. It's supposed I saw to be that. really good. And then uh, Screen Addicts. Uh, we're everywhere. Uh, podcasts you can listen to. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. All the main ones, and then on Twitter or social media, it's screen underscore addicts a d d i c s, and uh, Facebook is just Screen Addicts Podcast. Sweet. Well, thank you for coming on, man. I, I don't know. Thanks for having me, guys. This was yeah. fun. I know. I'm sorry. It's it's hard with five people. Uh, oh no, I understand. Like you are included. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. We'll, we have big crossovers. Maybe we can do something then. Until next time, though. We've been your hosts. You've been awesome. We'll catch you. Peace. Bye-bye.